Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Upskills. Upskills. Masterclass. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading to the very first episode of the Upskilled Masterclass. My name's Ralph Tucker. Today, we'll be chatting about operational plans. A key feature of business management and leadership courses is the ability of a manager to develop, monitor, and review operational plans. To discuss how operational plans need to be in total harmony with the overall mission, vision, and values of an organisation, I'm talking with CEO of Upskilled, John Lang. John, thanks for attending the Upskilled Masterclass. Thanks for having me. And look, it's actually really good timing, today's talk. Uh, The topic's quite relevant for Upskilled at the moment with the we're going through a real review of our organisational planning at the moment. So actually really looking forward to today's discussion. And can you just tell me what exactly it is that you you reviewed? Sure. What we had a, a look at was the current state of everything that was going on at Upskilled. We've been going through some rapid change, new staff coming on, actually changing a, a new new business types, new business angles. And so what we we looked at was we needed to sit back, look at the foundations of the business, look at the values that we had instilled at the start of the business, which is now about six to seven years old, and thought it was time for a revamp, a change, and and really making sure that those foundations are set right, uh, and uh, decided to do a holistic approach, look at everything, look at the operational plans, et cetera, and, and see if there was some tweaking, et cetera, that we needed. Obviously, a lot goes into that. What do you think is the most important aspect of undertaking something like that? We, we really took it in two parts. The first component of what we spent a lot of time on was the mission, vision and values. It's uh, something that you've got to get right early on. From that is when you then work into the operational plans. Um, for us uh, at Upskilled and for a lot of businesses out there, it's about the culture of the business. It's about the staff. They're the ones that make it work or in some cases don't work. Um, so you want to make sure that the real foundations, which are the core parts of setting your mission, vision, values, are there. And then you can, from that, work an operational plan to make sure that they're aligned with each other. So that, that's been the key thing that we, we worked on initially, which was around setting those mission, vision and values. And obviously, when you look at something like that, when you're coming up with that, what are the, what are the actual ingredients that you put together to, to say, well, hang on, this is not actually working and this is the way we want to push it forward? To be upfront, uh, approximately six months into the business, we decided to establish. So this is about, you know, like I said, six years ago, we decided to establish a mission, vision and values. The way we went about it probably could have been done a bit better. So that's, that was the purpose of this review. So, so identifying mistakes or, or, or being really inward and, and critical of your own organization and just having a, a good hard look at what you've done previously is obviously a key part of that. Absolutely. And a, a key component that we have here at Upskilled, amongst the management group, the CEOs, and even with the board, uh, something that is absolutely critical to the success of the business is that we don't do anything just because we agreed to it three months ago, six months ago, or even three years ago. You've got to be willing to change and and be willing to adapt to change. And what we recognised was those mission, vision, and values that we had set. When we originally did the project, we actually uh, engaged a marketing company uh, to assist with that. And I've got to tell you, what we came up with was fantastic to read, looked fantastic, it rhymed, it had all these great colours. But the problem was a few years later, you look at it and it's just gathering dust. It's up on the – it's at the reception as you walk in. It was all over the website. 
And we actually found that we were trying to, I don't want to say force feed, but trying to push the mission, vision and values on staff, which should have been involved from the start to get it going. So what we did this time around, which has proven extremely successful, is taking a completely different approach. Um, we did engage some experts to assist us, but they weren't a marketing company. Right. They were people that could really get in, look at the culture, meet the staff, um, not come in as consultants, but start hanging out with the company, get to know people. And something that they really pushed, which I can't emphasize as being probably the key success factor to it is when you set your mission, vision and values, you can't have it set from the top down. You, you can't just have the board sitting there with the CEO or whoever else it is at the senior level and then being told to, okay, get everyone else on board. So what we did was completely reversed it. We had workshops with all the company involved. That's everyone from the office intern all the way through to the CEO, and the rule was it was an equal voice. We workshopped it. Everybody had ideas. Everybody had concepts. And from that, the key component is you have all staff buy-in. So there's no forcing of, you know, this is what management's come up with. Now I want you to live by this value. It's actually something that's come up with by all the staff. So Did that actually surprise you, like given the fact that, okay, what you've basically done is you've stripped everything away and you've gone to, I guess, your most key stakeholders, which are your employees, and said, hey, what's wrong with the business? How about you help us build it? That must be, for you to drive, must be really enlightening. It is. It's actually some of the more surprising aspects of the workshops that we ran were in all businesses, you've got different personalities, um, different staffing personalities. You've got some loud people, some quiet people. It was really interesting. As soon as we brought this workshop, we were a bit concerned, you know, trying to get people's involvement that maybe just want to come in and do a nine-to-five job. But what we actually found, there was not one staff member who was not involved and, you know, they really had an opinion, they really had a point of view um, and really wanted to get it across. And from a my point of view where a lot of the people are of the view that it's the CEO's responsibility to drive direction and tell people where we're going, it's a, it is a bit of a, a risk because if you get a sort of a feedback from your staff that are in the complete opposite direction to the way you want to go, it, you could call it a risk, but at the end of the day, you're right, they're the key assets and if they're not on board, um, if you don't work as a team, then you're not going to get to any outcomes that you, you might have approved with the board, et cetera. You've mentioned it a few times here, mission, vision and values. I mean, it's it's one of these catchphrases that a lot of people use. Do you think they put too much emphasis on that without actually what you've discovered here is looking at the culture from the bottom up? I've obviously been mentioning it a lot in, during this talk, but I, I suppose just, just to quickly clarify how I interpret mission, vision and values because they are all interlinked um, and, and when I explain each one, um, I think it'll be pretty obvious that I don't think you could ever put too much emphasis on the importance of it. So for, for Upskilled, what the key was was to look at each of the three components and also look at how they interlink with each other because they're not just three separately um, identifiable terms, catchphrases. They actually all interlink with each other. So for us, the mission, and we really simplified it, and the mission essentially just defines why the organisation exists and essentially its purpose. So that's really, really key um, to why the business is around and, and why we came into business in the first place. Um, you've then got vision, uh, and vision outlines a picture of the future you're working to create. Uh, it's essentially uh, the way I like to look at it is, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up or what do you want your business to become? 
And for us, the most important of them all is around values. And this is honestly where we got the most buy-in from all the staff. And the values are essentially defined as the principles and the standards at the very centre of your character. That's both how you treat each other, the other staff members, but also your partners and your clients, etc. So at the end of the day, if you're looking at key components of any business and you start thinking about why you exist, what you're looking to become and how you're going to do it, I think these are paramount to any business. So these these gurus out there that are speaking about it, spruiking it, making sure people spend a lot of time understanding it, I completely support it and think that uh, you can't spend too much time on, on discussing those three things. Now, you've got a number of operational areas, student support team, IT, online infrastructure, finance, administration. They've obviously all got to align with that uh, mission, vision, uh, strategic plans and values that you've put so much time and effort into, what are the the operational plans for each of those um, particular business units? Sure. So the, the way that I look at the operation, the operational planning is it, it's, it's essentially the plan used to provide a clear picture of how that department will contribute to the achievement of the organisation's strategic goals. So we actually have a different operational plan with each team. There's no point in us having the same operational plan with the with the um, sales team as it is with the student support team, as it is with the finance team. You can only ask them to really concentrate on focus on things that they've got control of. You, you really need individual buy-in. So w- what we've made sure is that we have an individual plan with each team and we then make sure that it's aligned to the overarching goals of the business. So... The biggest component, again, similar to the mission, vision and values that we work through, as we said, we did a bottom-up a bottom up approach or we did an equal across all board approach. With coming up with your operational plan, again, you've got to make sure as the CEO or as the leader of the business or as a manager, you don't just force it down the throat of your department. So Absolutely. At the end of the day, um, my managers or department heads and their team leaders know their team, their staff, their capabilities and the ind- and the type of work they're doing better than anyone. Um, it would be uh, – I, I don't think it would be good if I went up to the marketing team and said, okay, here's the operational plan, roll with it. I, I'm not a marketing person. That, that's not what I do. Um, so it's getting the involvement and the buy-in from each department. Um, you know, you've made the call to put these people in charge of their respective departments. You should respect their opinion and back them and support them, but work together to come up with an oper- operational plan that makes sure that meets the overall goals. And do you find that that overall goal, is that being met when all of these different parts all come together? I mean, they're not going to physically run into each other as such, but in terms of you've got your, your goal that you've set, each department is doing their particular role, and then it all—it's all interwoven. What, 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 what are the key parts of that? Uh, sorry to do a sporting analogy, but uh, in many team sports, you have completely different positions, and they all have different responsibilities. Uh, and the way I look at it is, if they all run and just take care of their own their own roles and don't work together, uh, then you're essentially probably not going to win. the The idea is if you if you get them to all work together rather than just be experts in their own field, we're going to have a more successful outcome. The The biggest involvement from myself is ensuring that all those operational plans don't cross over 
there's no doubling up of work yep. and make sure they're all in the same direction. And because you're right, if, if we have operational plans that uh, maybe cross over or are working against each other, et cetera, it can cause major problems. Um, so my role is to really ensure the efficiencies are there and that it's in the direction of the company goals. We actually, to ensure that happens, it's not as though uh, I sit down with each department head and just sit and that's it. What we actually do is there's quite a structured rollout um, and we have monthly catch-ups as a um, head of department group. And we each discuss what our plans are, what our goals are. We discuss successes, um, you know, any other achievements we've had. Um, and it's generally a, it's a, it's a, a good environment for people to discuss what they're currently working on. So do you find like the collaboration, people will not necessarily be an expert in a certain area, but they may have input in that area and they are able to sort of, I guess, come up with suggestions or ways to better solve problems in many, in many regards. Absolutely. So when we, if I look at the teams, just some of them which you've already mentioned, if you also look at, say, finance or marketing as a couple of the department heads, if my head of business faculty comes in and has got an idea or a problem, the solution might be on the back of a smart marketing idea. So in this collaboration in, in the environment, and it's a, it's a good two to three hour meeting on a monthly basis that we have, um, the idea is, as I do lean on all my department heads for recommendations and suggestions, I expect them to lean on their peers. And so if my um, department head in, in the business faculty is struggling to get students engaged and wants some ideas on how do we get engagement, I really like that the marketing department has a bit of buy-in, makes suggestions, recommendations. Maybe our IT faculty head can come up with some processes, um, some solutions that way. So it's a it's a real collaborative affair which works quite well. It sounds like it's been a major undertaking from your point of view. You've done some reviewing of the, as we've discussed, the foundation stones of Upskilled where you've sort of looked at what you've done in the past and you, you've, you've re-evaluated what you want to do going forward. Do you think it was worth the time and investment of resources? It's critical. I must say it's not as though it's a one-off investment uh, of time and resources. It's ongoing. Uh, the work's never over um, and we're continually investing time and resources in it. One thing that uh, Upskilled has been extremely good at, as I mentioned earlier, is you don't just do something because it was agreed to, you know, however long ago. What you have to be willing to do is change and accept change. So from my point of view, the original investment of time and resources to get this done, I would do it 10 times over, spend 10 times as much, but you've also got to be willing to accept the fact that it's an ongoing project. It's not just a it's a one-month project and that's it, set and forget. You want to make sure that what you come up with doesn't just gather dust and was good at the time. You've got to keep making sure it's fresh. You've got to keep pushing it out. Communication's the key. You've got to make sure that all that money you've spent, both in time and resources, is getting the value while it's still fresh and while it's still relevant. So all communications with staff, whether it's at the company meetings that we have on a monthly basis as well, whether it's daily notifications on fire training or anything, any sort of communication amongst the staff, if there's a payroll notification, if there's anything, we try to tie in a values message. And also, I guess part of that is keeping everybody in the loop and also making sure that they feel like they're a part of it and they're not missing out on any detail whatsoever. Absolutely. You need you need all staff buy-in. And in a business like ours where we're 
growing rapidly and taking on new staff all the time, you also want to make sure the new people that come in who maybe weren't around or the workshop may have happened six months ago. So we've taken on a few new staff this week. And if, if they come in, what we don't want is them to come in and not be aware of it. So what we make sure is during the induction process, they're made aware of the mission, vision, values. Even at the recruitment stage, when we interview people, we let them know what our mission, vision and values are. They might be the most uh, technically skilled people to do that role, but if they don't agree with or not necessarily agree or, or aren't aligned with our mission, vision and values, then it's probably not going to be a good fit. So would you actually describe the operational plans as being the heartbeat of the business? Absolutely. Look, the, the operational plans support the mission, vision and values. So the operational plan is essentially what we have in place as a company. It's, it's very much aligned, if not into, it, it can be interused with the, the term a business plan. But then from there, it subsets into each department. They each have their own operational plan. But at the end of the day, it's our blueprint, it's our uh, design, it's our structure, it's what we do. It's it's the floor plan of our house. It's everything that we've got. Without it, it's you can have a bunch of people working in different directions, working against each other, and at the end of the day, all not pointing at the same direction. So it is, without a doubt, in line with goals, etc. it's the most important thing we've got. And I guess the, the planning is probably integral in actually how you initially set it up, but also follow it through. Absolutely. it's. Uh, I don't generally like to use too many catchphrases, but one of the, the key things we agree with uh, here at the senior management level is if you don't plan, you plan to fail. So for us sometimes, look, we're, we over plan things too much, um, but I'd definitely prefer to be in that position than somebody that doesn't plan at all and, and, and doesn't know which direction they're going in. It's critical to everything that we do. It's any new project we take on board, it has to fall in line with the operational plan. It has to fall in line with the vision of the business and the where we want to be when we grow up concept. So if we've come up and we have an innovations committee here at Upskilled right. who are continually coming up with new ideas. We have representatives from each faculty, again, from a management level to an intern level. Everybody has an equal voice. They represent the staff and the idea is... Uh, they get together, I think it's on a fortnightly basis, and they come up with new ideas. But the general rule they've got, if those ideas they're coming up with don't fall in line with the mission, vision, and values of the business, or ultimately the planning of the business, then chances are they're not going to get approved. Um, so without that blueprint of the operational plan, yeah, I think I think it can be very, very difficult to keep everybody moving in the same direction, especially when you get more and more people coming in and more partners getting taken on. So would you recommend the review that you've undertaken to other businesses? I mean, purely just having an introspective look on how you're running your operations from from day to day, from week to week, from month to month, year to year. I mean, it sounds like it's been a very rewarding experience and something that you've actually gained a lot out of in terms of you're in the education game and you're constantly learning. Yeah, absolutely. And something that we we really want to make sure is that we don't stay still. Um, you've got to be willing to to move along with the times and willing to adapt because in the education industry, we're the first to, as you say, put it, 
you're continually learning. Um, there isn't one staff member here who believes that they've learned everything that they, they possibly can. Um, we're constantly looking to learn more and adapt. And I know I'm using that word uh, a lot, but it is, it is absolutely key. And as a business working in the education space, the education industry itself is forever changing. It, it's known as having one of the uh, most rapidly changing landscapes in the business, whether it's, sorry, out of all industries. So if you're not willing to adapt, if you're not willing to change, if you're not willing to plan for change, um, success or or even survival is, is, is a very, very difficult thing to achieve. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to add before we sort of wrap things up here today? Yeah, look, uh, uh, the only thing I really want to get out there is to anyone that is thinking about putting out a business plan or, sorry, an operational plan and really working through the their mission, vision, and values. I just want to leave three key components uh, for the success of rolling that out. The first is having all staff having a say. Uh, there are certain aspects which you know will be led by senior management. However, if you don't have the staff buy-in, the chance of the success is going to diminish. Secondly, it's about communication and staying front of mind. Anything that you come up with as a group, you have to make sure that this is constantly communicated. Uh, Any updates, constantly communicate those updates. What you don't want is you don't want this amazing plan that you came up with, these amazing mission and vision and values you came up with sitting in the corner and gathering dust. And the final thing, which uh, is integral, and I I keep saying it and I I will keep saying it, is nothing set in stone. Uh, Don't be afraid of chains of change, sorry, plans will change. You've got to be willing to change plans and try new things. But remember, uh, remember to incorporate the first two components. Anytime you change anything, make sure you go back and get staff buy-in and make sure you communicate any changes. John, thanks very much. You've been really generous with your time today. Uh, You've given us some great insights in how important operational plans are to the business. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Ralph. John Lang, the CEO of Upskill, joining us on episode one of the Upskilled Masterclass. Uh, thanks for taking the time out to listen today. If you've got any questions or feedback, please head to the website, upskilled.edu.au. Don't forget you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can also leave a review on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. And if you've really enjoyed the chat with John, please tell a friend. I'm Ralph Tucker. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll catch you next time on the Upskilled Masterclass. Upskilled. Upskilled. Masterclass.